Moshon is a fresher breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? That's all it's going. It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. The stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a bomb. It builds a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome everyone to episode 133 of the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast, the number one self rated Buffalo sports podcast covering the Bills, Sabres, entertainment, and everything in between. And as always, part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Go follow us on Twitter at Woody Sports 716 and make sure you check out everything Built in Buffalo is giving you every single day. The best Bills content out there YouTube, Facebook, at Built in Buffalo underscore. We are your hosts. I am Matt. He is newly married Tony. Tony, what's going on? They get too hungry for breakfast at eight, lifting and jugs machine to make themselves great. They never bother. With a Rochester Bumble date, that's how the Bills do training camp. Matt, what's up? Thank you for the acknowledgement. We were off last week for for good reason. In observance of a major holiday. Major event. The the biggest, some say the biggest thing going on in the Western New York area. Forget Bill's training camp. Some say that. I don't agree with that. I would say it was like the third most important event of the summer. But what a thrill, Matt. We so rarely see each other IRL. I know. Uh, what a thrill to see you in, in flesh and bone. Right. It was great to see each other in IRL. For some reason, when you say IRL, like my brain just automatically like reverts to TRL. Oh, okay. Because we're, we're kids well, of the early I'd love to see you on TRL as well. TRL is classic. Shout out Carson Daly. Painted fingernails. But we have a packed episode for our return. Tony, we got a lot to get into. We got our final draft season, hashtag draft SZN of the year. Later on, we got hashtag Tony tweets camp observations as training camp for the Bills has gotten underway at St. John Fisher. But Tony, as we do every year, third annual Bills training camp fashion police to kick off the show. One of my favorite segments of the year. We judge roster status based on attire, outfits, belongings that the players arrive to training camp with. Tony, let's pick three players each, and we'll give our thoughts. Would you like to do the honors? Since this is a big week for you, I I thought I'd let you just ride this big wave you're on. Before we get started, though, can I just mention what I feel like looking at these player arrival photos, the theme of the year is? And I want to get your thoughts. Okay. What is hot in Bill's fashion world, in Bill's training camp arrival world? Upper legs. The thighs oh, and quads shorts. are out and about. The short shorts are in. They are what's yes, hot at Bill's camp. With everybody, I would just imagine, because they're in an incredible show of support and solidarity for their teammate, Stefan Diggs, due to his offseason drama. <laughs> but everyone has the thighs out for tryouts, the quads shown to set their roster spot in stone and the hams for the phone cams being shown upper legs are what is in this year, Tony. I mean, I agree with that in an even more existential level. 
as I will say right now, my inseam that I am wearing as we record this is pretty short, my friend. Oh, boy. Oh, this boy. This is okay. how it's done Oof. in 2023. Get hot up in here. Nelly style. Oh, too soon. Wait, did Nelly die? <laughs> what? No, I don't know. I just assumed. So, Seen the underwater submarine? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's too soon. I didn't know about this. That's too soon. He's that's on the original Titanic. <laughs> yes, everyone has the short shorts. I, I, I think I need to get into this trend. It seems like it's what's cool now. Guys showing it's their actually legs. Like, I really do like it. I like a short short. Yeah, I'm thinking the inseam is being raised up is, is the trend we're seeing yep. here. It looks more comfortable. It looks like you have... It's comfortable. It reminds me of uh, Dennis Reynolds in his jean shorts. You have more <laughs> movement when the shorts are shorter. It does. Yes. It really makes you feel like all the shorts that you've been wearing are just long, baggy. Like, this is keeping it tight. I'm efficient. I have abilities I never knew I had before. Yeah. Gone are the days where it's just like baggy, heavy, and one shorts. Yes. Now it's like smooth, short, look like light, a little meshy kind of action. Yes. I, I've yes. got to I'll dig never it. Go back. And, and the Bills and the Bills team is digging as well. I might have to jump on the train here. But Tony, start us off. Who is uh, the first player we are giving our judgment to for training camp arrivals? So with my first pick, I'm going to roll with Terrell Dodson. He's a big arrow up for me. Oh, uh, Terrell Dodson arriving with his own training camp roommate uh, in the form of this bunny. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at yes. a classic stuffed animal bunny in a Bill's t-shirt. Now, do you see the bunnies wearing a skirt? I do. Yes. Is that how you interpret it? That's how I interpret it too. So it's a female. Yes, it's, it's a like a short jean skirt. And, right. We're judging the bunnies yeah, like fashion here as well. Is this a double dipper? Well, that's what makes it a good pick. I mean, I hadn't considered yeah. it that way, but that's a pretty good pick. It's a two for one deal. But I am appreciating that he is bringing companionship with him in the form of this bunny. Or it just means that he's got a great support system who's buying him a Bill's bunny for him to go to right. training camp with. Like, come on, can't go wrong there. Or, Classic. Right. I also like the shoes around the neck. Look, I was just I was just going to comment. He's got his cleats. Yep. Separate from everything else. He's got this hard luggage. The cleats are too good to go in there. It's a move I know all too well because I didn't put my wedding shoes in the luggage with everything else. Those were separate. Those were too important. And so the cleats for him, he's marrying the season. It's wedding season for him. Those cleats are around the neck. They're not getting damaged. He's not messing anything up. In addition to quality sneakers himself, no complaints about the shirt. It's sized well. And his forearm muscles are on full display in this photo. That guy's grip is got to be out of control. I do like the graphic tee. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is Terrell Dodson is in line to start at middle linebacker because his fashion is on point. His arrival is on point here. His haircut's on point too. It's like he's growing in his own. He's like becoming, he's becoming a man. We're seeing him grow right before our eyes. Yeah, we kind of are. Yes. Boys to men. Both emotionally and as a player. So Terrell Dodson, arrow up. Terrell Dodson, arrow up. All right. Good pick. Good I start. Also, it was defensive. I do appreciate like, the bunny. I thought the bunny, I, yeah, I thought the bunny brought some value. So I wanted to pick him defensively because I thought I'm like, oh, that bunny is going to catch Matt's eye. I got to pounce. The question is this, does the bunny belong to someone else given to him or is this Terrell Dotson babysitting the bunny? Is a situation right. of like, you know, watch Mr. Whiskers for me. He'll keep you company. And now the I bunny think, has come back. Or is it just like, sense. that's what I'm thinking too. That's what I'm choosing to believe, I guess. Good pick. I like it. I like the graphic tee. He looks comfortable. He looks like a veteran who knows what he's doing. He's got the bigger luggage. I saw a lot of players have these Louis Vuitton 
garment bag kind of like very expensive looking things. This looks like it's been through a, a couple undercarriages on a frontier flight. This thing looks a little beat up, oh. looks a little plasticky, not very shiny. He looks like a veteran. He looks like he knows what he's doing. He looks like he's ready to take over that starting middle linebacker role. I like this pick. I have to agree with the trending now. Tony, ready for my first pick? I, I've been ready. I can't wait. I'm going right to the top. I'm going with the man okay. himself. The talk of okay. training camp in the first two days here. That is right, listeners. The he-wolf, Khalil Shakir. Call this oh. man ACDC because he's back in black. Black Bills hoodie. Black shorts. Black Nike. Super clean. Black backpack. And to top it all off, you know this man is prepared. Mm-hmm. You know this man is going to take a he-wolf mm-hmm. size leap because he has... The two essentials when it comes to dorm room living in hand. Mm. He has a memory foam mattress and he has a personal mini fridge. He's wheeling in. This man is prepared. Which tell and freezer. Oh yeah. Combo fridge and freezer. It's a combo. Great call. He is prepared. He is ready to do big things. This is a major trending up. I'm thinking starting slot receiver is in sight for Khalil Hewell Shakir. Matt, this would have been my next bit. (laughs) He's a training camp veteran. You can tell I, I picture the conversation that he's having with Justin Shorter of like, you obviously didn't know what you were doing because you didn't bring this and that. Just like Von Miller with the toilet paper, the learning yes. experience. But he's learned it. He's grizzled. He's ready to go. He looks good. His preparation is on point. His hair is on point. It would have been an expect. And that's a nice mini fridge. That is a good quality mini fridge. That's not just like, you know, your face right. marketplace bullshit. That is a quality <laughs> right. fridge. That I am living in jealousy of. My what do you fridge, think he's my that fridge, fridge with? I don't know who it was, but I remember going through these pictures and someone had like a case of fancy flavored water. Oh, that was Tyler Bass. I'm thinking, yeah. It, oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was Tyler Bass. Yes. I'm thinking it's that. I'm thinking like it's a craft flavored water is the primary mm-hmm. thing that's going on in there. And then I think, you know, he's only human. I think there's some kind of like healthy treat in there too. I think there's popsicles. Something like that. I think there's good pop popsicles. Oh, I like that. I I was kind of thinking like, you know, Khalil Shakir, fresh out of college, Mm. past a year, fairly new to the league. I was thinking more of like freezy pops. Okay. I don't think he goes. I don't think think he goes fancy. I I don't think he goes with like a drumstick or a bomb pop. I want to think he keeps it like all kids. Like he goes freezy pops in the freezer and the liquid of choice is a huggy drink. <laughs> I hope there's no one on the bills that's putting any of that poison in their body. That would like... That would Huggies are delicious. What are you talking about? Oh my God. I guess I haven't had a huggy in a really long time. But I feel like I can still it. taste a huggy. And I feel like it tastes like the fakest, grossest thing it I've ever put like, in my mouth. Like food coloring? Yeah, like food color and corn syrup. Yeah. That's what's what's the term? High, high something corn syrup. What High... I see. <laughs> no, not I see. But that is what the C stands for is corn syrup. It's high corn yes. syrup. Unrelated. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're giving you nutritional lessons here, listeners. You get everything in this podcast, of course. You Would really you say do. trending up as well for the He Wolf? Yes, all the way trending up. Okay, good. We have to mention it since we're talking about Kula Shakir. Has there been any Heewolves chants that have erupted in the first two days of training <laughs> camp, Tony? Not of multiple people. Of myself, okay. perhaps. But nobody else has ever joined. We need to change that. Listeners, we need your help. We need to change that. At the start of the season, we need He-Wolf to be a movement. I mean, it is a movement. We need to hit the nitrous on the movement. Hit the nitrous. Considering he's yeah, trending right. up. 
He's gonna be he's gonna be starting slot receiver. So that is my first pick, Khalil He will Shakir trending up. Tony, second pick. Who are you going with? Well, with my second pick, someone's trending up who was guaranteed to make the team regardless. So okay. it's whatever. But I'm gonna go with but trending up is Micah Hyde because Micah oh. Hyde is prepared like no one else. The guy brought every pair of shoes that exists. <laughs> And they're all outside of his bag. Yeah, he is. Like, Micah Hyde is over here, and Micah Hyde has brought the shoes for the entire safety room. He's, that's what I'm trying to say. But it's because he's so fucking prepared. That's what you want in a leader on your defense. He's ready to go. He's got a shoe for every occasion. He's got a pair of sneakers for practice, for before practice, for after practice. He's got a pair of shoes for warm ups, different pair for the jugs machine, different pair for special teams. Different pair for lounging in the dorm. Yes, different pair for the cafeteria. Different pair for the cafeteria, different pair for when he goes to the Target to get his essentials. He's ready to go. <laughs> he is ready to go. Again, though, I, Mike, another short short. <laughs> he's got you a know short the one short. Thing I, he's got a short short. That's the thing this year. The one thing I will say about Micah Hyde's arrival, um, and I saw this with a lot of players, small suitcase, as opposed to Terrell Dotson, who had a very large suitcase, which tells me he's prepared for two weeks of mm. clothing attire chain. These small suitcases that these players are bringing, that can't be their only suitcase. You could literally fit three outfits max in there. There's no way, unless they're just rotating through a couple outfits and wearing their pads and practice jerseys the rest of the time. I don't know, but I don't get the small suitcase. I think that there is a training camp best practice that many bills subscribe to that it is they just like buy their essentials there in Rochester and then also just like throw them out or leave them. Okay, I can see that. That's kind of what I think. Yeah, but like I, I think Khalil Shakir's memory foam is new and it's never leaving Monroe County. Now I'm saying that essentially purely think- based on that a friend of mine saw Demar Hamlin at Target. Oh, okay. Wow, cool. It was a thrill for everyone involved. Um, but I think that that's, I don't know, like I heard somewhere that maybe that's how some people approach it. Uh, and Do you fine. think these players and are also, just buying like, their clothes and that's like it? Like they're buying their clothes there, leaving their clothes there, throwing them out there, and that is it. I don't know that they do that with their clothes. I don't know how many clothes they have because do they go home on non-practice days? Like are they really only staying for like three nights or four nights and then they go home for like a day? That's if they're home. It's either families and friends. Many are not. Well, yeah. When I say home, I mean there's there's some place in Buffalo where they sleep, and that's what yeah, I mean. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe, they, maybe maybe their approach is like, oh, I only need clothes for this stretch of time because then I'm going home after that or it's wherever. Like the typical college, like the top, typical college kid who lives local but also dorms local, and they just like go home on the weekends to do laundry. You don't need to bring a right. lot. You just rotate it in and out. Yes. And the mom, mom will take care of it. Mom will take care of it. I got you. I, I don't, I like know, that. I don't I like know if that. that's how it works. I'm purely speculating. I don't know here. if that's how it works. I love the speculation that because they're on a college campus that they just turn into stereotypical yeah. college kids. What, like, I love that. What are we all? <laughs> like, they're just there should playing be like a like training camp. King's Cup. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there should be like a training camp fantasy camp program where I can just live in the dorms and just be, act. Like I'm in college again. Yeah, that would be just like, oh, hungry. I'm going to the dining hall. I, I would right. love that. Are you kidding me? What? First day we're, we're circling up and doing icebreakers. Yeah. Why not? Hell yeah. We're doing icebreakers. They, they all have our like, I wonder what the relationship is like, because I'm sure there's like an RD, you know, that like lives in the dorm just because like 
you know, that's where they live. Yeah, that's where they so live. So they must still be there. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. So, like, they're not going to be kicking the RD out. I wonder what the relationship is like between the RD and the players in that dorm. Hopefully good. I don't know. I, I, Josh loves the kids. You, We've seen that. Yeah, if it's that's true. If it's even existence in existence, like, I don't know if the RD maybe doesn't even acknowledge their presence, you know, mm-hmm. just like quietly right. going out, going to Wegmans, coming back, whatever. That's always one of the things I wonder is like, what is their college presence? Are they just like free to roam? Do they have a curfew? <laughs> like, what? what is the dynamic of staying at a college campus like for grown-ass yes. men? I wish on a given day we just always knew the, the curfew. Yes. I would love to know the curfew so that I can go to Fairport Wegmans and right before just wait there until someone walks in. That's not a bad strategy at all. Tony, you ready for my second book? Please, yes. I hate to do this. It pains me to do this because it is our sweet baby boy, our sweet prince, the wing king himself, Ryan Rick Bates. Trending down. And I'm just going to paint the picture for the listeners. We're trending okay. down, plain black tank, white shorts. So we got a little salt and pepper action there. Don't like the dichotomy of the white and black. Okay. Then he's got what looks like, I'm guessing, what's a popular surf surfing company? Billabong. <laughs> he's got some Billabong mm-hmm. toe sandals, okay. which are very pack sun, very teenage. And then the coup de gras, if you will. The keys, and one can only assume a whistle around his neck. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> and the rest of the attire, clothing, whatnot, in a garbage bag. All these other guys have nice suitcases, <laughs> whether small or big. Doesn't matter. Can't be carrying your things in a garbage bag, Ryan Bates. I'm sorry. You're a veteran. You're a starter on this team. You're, you're just asking for your job to be taken. If, I, if I'm the coach and I see Ryan Bates walking up with a garbage bag and a tank and shorts and beefy sandals on, Osiris Torrance... Get in there with the first team. You're, you're done, Ryan Bates. Sorry. You can't walk into the garbage bag. Act like you've been here before. He looks like a homeless community pool lifeguard. So he said he's a surfer boy. I'm saying see you later, boy. Roster status trending down for me for Ryan Rick Bates. Wow. Here's what I'm thinking. I know when I travel with a garbage bag, it's for a very specific purpose. Usually it's to travel back home. But what's in my garbage bag is the dirty laundry. I'm thinking they get laundry done there as part of the perks of training camp or just part of the logistics of training camp, maybe mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's just like, well, I'm just going to bring all the dirty laundry. It's next up in the cycle in the rotation. I'm just going to bring this garbage bag, let it be clean. And then I have all my clothes and now I have half the work that I ever had to do. I empower Rick his Bates clothes are dirty. He's, he's arriving. His clothes are clean. Yeah. You don't know that they're dirty, but, but, that they're not dirty. Oh, that's you true. Can get they could be dirty. dirty he could home. just be, he could be like Pigpen from the Snoopy cartoon. Like, just always dirty. <laughs> I guess. Some I'm not saying they're always dirty, but I'm just around. saying that his packing method is to go into the hamper, take everything out, put it in a garbage bag. Boom, packed. Do you think there's like a certain type with this offensive line? Like, we tend to get real salts of the earth, nothing fancy, no nonsense offensive Spencer line. Brown. Yeah. Spencer Brown's another example of that. Yeah. Mitch Morse is kind of like that, but Mitch Morse is like a kind of oh a leadership kind of version of that. Yeah, Mitch Morse is like a small Nebraska town mayor. Yeah, there's a type. (laughs) Yeah, a small Nebraska town, (laughs) not Lincoln. Too big. No, no, no. Lincoln's way too big. But like a small town. Did you watch Bless This Mess? No, I do know the show. Anyway, if the listeners know what I'm talking about, that's the town that Mitch Morse is the mayor of. Get on board. A lot of hoarders in that town, probably. Probably more than more than you want. You probably. want zero. 
But yes, there is a certain type, it seems like. I mean, even yeah. even Deion Dawkins, who I think has just very recently like trended towards this more trendy, fashionable kind of persona. But when he first yep. came out, when we drafted him, he was just kind of like a guy. <laughs> he wasn't like stylish or he wasn't the character he obviously is now. So yeah, I, I'd say there there's a type, but they, they type. have types with all these positions. Look at defensive end before Vaughn was signed. There was a type. It was a certain type of athlete with strength and technique yeah. versus speed I mean, and bend. Obviously we have certain types of athletes for sure. Like that's, that's natural personality wise. There's a type. Mm. I think we're getting into a personality type for tight end too. And I say mm. that just because Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid are like the same, but there's a type. Did you see the, I think it was a bills embedded. It was some kind of media segment where Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid spent the day together. Oh, no, I did not see this. Very concerned about Dalton Kincaid. Why? There was a point in the video where Dawson Knox starts talking about uh, the Mighty Ducks and the Flying V. And Dalton Kincaid's response was, I've never seen that. He's never seen Mighty Ducks. That is a huge red flag. I'm very concerned now. he's an athlete. How do you know anything about teamwork if you didn't see the Mighty Ducks? I know. How do you know anything about rising above a challenge, being the underdog? Right. You've never seen Mighty Ducks That's sacrificing right. for the team to become the coach because you're not good. How can you recognize cake eaters in his everyday life? A cake eater I, can have any job, could be anywhere, could be your neighbor, could be the person at the right. market. It's a skill to recognize this person is a cake eater. I have to adjust my choices accordingly. And it's his job to identify oh. cake eaters on the defensive side of the ball and the defensive opposition. Exactly. Those exactly. he can take advantage of. Those he's better than. Oh, very concerning. concerning. Tony, your third get it. final thing. You know, okay, I'm going to give it to a lot of people. And because oh. there seems to be another trend in addition to short shorts happening here. Mm-hmm. And that is motorized scooters and or bikes. Ah, yes. Tyler so every player. Yes, Tyler Manikavich had one. Yes, yes. Good example. Any, any player that's bringing that, coming to camp, saying all my energy must be dedicated to my craft all of my i will not risk injury by pulling a kevin cobb in this place mm-hmm. i will go on the wheels as to get to where i need to be that's the kind of dedication, dedication i need in my athletes my- in training camp no risk of injury no risk of tripping over a mat no all the energy is dedicated to the practice all muscle strength is dedicated to being at the top of your game that's all trending up for all of these players. Give me some motorized scooters as your transportation around campus. Your body is too important. The body's too fragile. Don't run the risk. Yeah, I like that. Don't give anything. Plus, we don't want to exude any ener- unnecessary energy by walking anywhere, walking to the exactly. practice field. Ride your bike. Save that's that it, energy. That, Save that energy exactly for the field. That's exactly what I'm saying. Exa- you're taking the words right like out that. of my mouth, man. Exactly. I like it. So who had I saw Tyler Matikavich had a bike. Who else do we see? Do we see any hoverboards? I think hoverboards have like come and gone in our culture. Oh, they're 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 not uh, trendy anymore. I don't know. I feel like I never see them anymore. Yeah, that's true. You know what I do see uh, a bit of these days? It's the motorized. I don't even want to say unicycle because that's not it. But it's like a skateboard with a big wheel in the middle of it. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Uh huh. It's wild. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of those around. Like that's the new thing. That's the new hoverboard. It's a single like wheel seen... skateboard and it's in the like the direct middle of the skateboard. But you also okay. have to like straddle I mean, the those... wheel because it comes up. It's weird. Now that just seems like unnecessarily hard to ride. 
right? I'm like, how do you turn? Yeah. But also, I have to imagine it's like, this is like surfing. Like, it's probably the closest to surfing that you get of any of the road boards. So maybe there's the appeal. I don't know. Probably. I didn't see any of those, though. But I saw Matikiewicz with a bike. Absolutely. That's the only one I saw, though. Did you see anyone else? Oh, it looks like Tim Settle has a bike as well. That's a big boy to have a bike. Mm, I'd worry about that. I'd worry about some gears breaking. It can handle him. He's got a motor. Saran Neal has a motorized scooter. Yep. Speed carries him. Do you think that there's an official motorized scooter of the Buffalo Bills? There probably is. Possibly. I've also seen this a lot in the 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 arrival photos it seems like a lot of guys have like either fully or half drinking smoothies is there a smoothie uh, station at training camp tony i didn't see one at training camp but i'm sure in the in the dining hall i bet you you can get yourself a smoothie they don't have typical dining hall college food right even though i want to wish this was just like college um they they have like steak and lobster every night right you gotta imagine no i imagine that it's nothing but the finest organic Dijon ketchup and you know just nothing but farro and chicken breast and uh I don't know whatever professional athletes eat. You got a carbo yeah. load. Maybe that's a like piece of this puzzle as well. Ran the marathon. They're just breaking up what's for breakfast. Fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> yes. That'd be amazing. Yeah, motorized vehicles though. I like I like the presence mm-hmm. of them at training camp. That's a new twist this year. I like it. Uh Tony, my third and final pick. Mr. Irrelevant, here we go. It's a, it's a toss-up. But I have to go with another trending down, and I have to go with a guy you like, a guy I'm not so fond of, and I think he really needs to make an impact this preseason for him to get a spot on the roster or the possibility as a trade candidate we discussed. But I'm going to Boogie Basham here. And yep, I knew, mainly it. Due, I knew it. Mainly due to one thing, and I think you know what it is. The shirt. Tell me. With the very small font, unusually small font, like you, I needed to yep. zoom Google page like 300% to read what was on this man's shirt. And it says, greatness is a process. Once again, yep. very small font. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like this is a troll move to Bill's fans because we've troll move. been talking in the offseason about, well, when is Boogie Basham going to show he is worthy of a second round pick? When is he going to? show he is great or when is he going to make the impact we're looking for in a second rounder but to me as not a fan of boogie basham i just don't think he has it i wasn't a fan of his in college either high motors are great but you know what is also great like getting to the quarterback very quickly (laughs) not 30 seconds after the ball was snapped if greatness is a process the process needs to stop and you need to just be great this year he's trending down for me i don't i don't like the unsureness I'd rather have him have a shirt that says just in big, bold letters, like run DMC style, 200 point font. I'm great to assure me that he's due for bigger things this year. I'm just not Mm. seeing it. So you wouldn't criticize him. If he showed up in a shirt that says, I am great, you would not criticize that. You got to be. I like the confidence. I like the confidence. I would be okay with that. Just like the trust the process. The process has to end at some point, and we just have to be like we have to be good. <laughs> the process cannot go on forever. And in Boogie Basham's case, you just need to be great. There's no more process for you. You've been in the league for three years now. It's time to step it up. 
I'm not saying you're as good as Gregory Rousseau. No one expects you to be. He's a first round pick. You're a second round pick if you want to just play that game. But I need to see more than like two sacks this year if he's still on the team by week one. I'm a I'm a big trending down here. I also don't like all the paraphernalia on his wrists with multiple Livestrong bracelets, it seems like. Oh, I like a heavy wrist. You like a heavy wrist? I do. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of what Boogie Basham's got going on. He's a trending down for me at this point. So wow. his roster spot okay. is in jeopardy, big time. Okay. I mean, I respect it. I respect the opinion. I like it. I think the shirt is like a fun acknowledgement of Bill's vocabulary. That he found it, you know, I can picture him in the store, but like, oh, well, I got to find this. Like, my boss says this all the time. <laughs> right. And then it's like a fun, kitschy little thing. So that's kind of what I'm picturing is going on in Boogie Basham's world with that. So I can't, I can't knock him on that. But again, I haven't lost hope or faith in Boogie Basham quite yet. But that isn't to say, I mean, if we traded him, I'd be like, ooh, this is more fun and exciting than disappointing. I don't know. I have an appreciation for the shirt and for the man. Let me, let me ask you a question here. Okay. Be, be, honest and frank with me if his name wasn't boogie would you be as high if he had a, just a generic plain old name if his name was matt basham i'm gonna give a, a knock to myself here his name was matt basham which is a somewhat terrible name would you be still high in spirit on, on his ability or do you just want him to be good because it's fun saying boogie well i want him to be good because if he is good that's more bills that are good i want every bill to be good is it all about his name on some level? I think we both know the answer to that. Is yeah. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it helps. I'll put it this way. It doesn't hurt that his name is Boogie. Certainly but that's not. It. it just I mean, doesn't hurt. It's very fun. It's very it's fun Carlos. to say. I know. His name, his name is Carlos. I know. I feel like he like, legally changed it to Boogie. Like on the Bills roster page, it says Boogie Basham. Well, that's good. He believes in himself. Again, mm-hmm. you, you, not you really. talk about confidence. It's a process. Oh, please. He believes in his, not ability to follow the front. He believes in his journey. He believes in his own journey. Yeah, I hope so, because I certainly don't. Mm-hmm. So more power All to right. Boogie, Carlos, or whoever you want to go by. <laughs> Tony, that is our Bills fashion police segment for this year. There's a bunch of other players who made impacts full rivals, Steph Diggs, Josh Allen, but their roster status is not trending up or down because they are great. So that's why we exclude them from this conversation. But it's always fun to put a nice spin on training camp arrivals and how we are feeling just from first sight, first glance, first view of how these players Mm. are arriving and their demeanor. And as listeners know, as you know, demeanor, I'm going to say their vibes (laughs) arriving to camp. (laughs) That's what it's all about. Ryan Bates. It's all about vibes with me. You know that. Yes. Ryan Bates can't be arriving. The whole podcast is all vibes. Oh, total vibe, this podcast. Total vibe. You know who else is well, total yeah, vibe? Hey, the- Marv Levy. I've heard that. That You're was his World War II nickname. No, I was just <laughs> going to say how... The uh, vibe. The vibe was his World War II nickname. Yeah, Marv the Vibe Levy. <laughs> Killing Nazis. Like, I know we're joking, but that's a very <laughs> good nickname. <laughs> yes, it is. Because like, he is he a vibe. Should be, he should be a character on The Boys and work for Vaught Industries. <laughs> like, the vibe. <laughs> mm-hmm. The vibe. I like that. I like that. Well, let's send it to the vibe and his sweet, sultry voice. And uh, ready to talk some training camp when we get back? Oh, oh yeah. Been waiting a year oh, to yeah. talk training camp. We know. We know. Let's get at it. Marv, take it away. We'll be back after the break. Go, go. Bills fight. Bills go. Come on, let's win for Buffalo. And we are 
back, listeners. Bill's training camp has finally arrived. The dullness of the past month of only baseball has ended. Football is back. The Bills are back on the field, which means Tony is back at camp. If you are not following Tony or searching hashtag Tony Tweets Camp for all your live updates, please do so. Tony has the best insight on the Bills because he is there every day observing the team and observing the surroundings of St. John Fisher. So, Tony, I think to kick off, two big questions. We all know the first one is... okay. Who's not stretching correctly? Who are you concerned about when it comes to stretching and their longevity for staying healthy? And two, tell us about this carousel cookies controversy. Big alliterative (laughs) movement here. Carousel cookie controversy. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that first, then we'll get into some stretching because I feel like you can't can't talk about stretching without first. Let's do cookies first. I feel like that's more important. As you turn the corner from the Fisher Mainfield Stadium, as you know, they practice in the track and field field. There is a vendor called Carousel Cookies. On their sign, there are four cookies available in the carousel. It is Bill's Sugar Chocolate Chip, Bill's Sugar M&M. I think it's called Bill's Sugar Fireworks and okay. Bill's Sugar something else. Maybe Do like, like something generic, like like Bill Sugar Macadamia or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Well, it's wild. And then underneath it on this menu, there's like a Bill ingredients. <laughs> and it's like a list of like 20 things that like go in a cookie. And I'm like, that must be what fireworks is. So when I look at this and I'm like, I just don't understand what's going through your mind in your business. You say carousel cookies. Well, we have sugar M&M cookies. I know for training camp, we'll call them Bill Sugar M&M cookies. That's fun. <laughs> what? You can't like yes. create anything special? Honey name. They're bills are going, we'll only use blue and red M&Ms or something. Is that what All you've right. done perhaps? It's so just... you're saying carousel cookies is trending down. <laughs> yeah, carousel cookies is trending down. Also, it's like 90 degrees in this hot sun every day. So it's also trending down in the sense that I don't know who wants a cookie in that situation. It's like, um... I don't need something cookie and cakey. And when I'm like drowning in my own sweat. But anyway... <laughs> carousel cookies they're probably delicious please support carousel cookies i'm i'm them. it's not fair i don't even know them no i don't know who it is i don't know what it is okay <laughs> i know nothing then. about carousel cookies yeah oh, okay i know nothing about carousel cookies other than their flavors and i don't even know t- two of the four flavors so but i know that i am just aghast that they can't give me the something. naming you give us something yeah, give us some gas I, I can think of one right on the spot here it's not hard carousel okay, cookies. Tell me. listen up Diggs's delightful sugar cookie. Diggs's delight. I love it. Diggs's delight. There you go. That's one. That's a free one for you. Carousel cookies. You take that. This isn't Who, hard. Go with any. Is what I'm trying to say, Tony. Go with any alliteration, like everything, is clearly a sugar cookie to these people. Go with any alliteration with an S. Give me any Bill's term with an S. Super Bowl sugar cookie. Great. We're there. Buying it. I'm not going to buy Bill's sugar cookie. Also, why only exactly. sugar cookies? I love sugar cookies. I'm not complaining, but let's sure. diversify it a little. Where's a snickerdoodle? Oh, man. I love a good snickerdoodle. Where's, a, where, where's, where's the Girl Scout flavor? Oh, yeah, like Thin Mint. Yeah, like a Thin Mint or... Thin Mint seem popular. Thin Mint's popular. Oatmeal Raisin? Give me an Oatmeal Raisin. It's classic. Oh, and that's like good energy for camp. Yeah, absolutely. You you just mentioned the, the temperature, how hot it is. Yeah. I'd much rather prefer a nice Oatmeal Raisin on a hot day than a sugar cookie. As would I. 
shortbread. I mean, I got something similar at the Wegmans at the Wegmans tent today. I got some weird oatmeal bar for free. There you go. That's how it's done, Carousel. Listen up. A whoopie pie. Mm. It'd be so easy. You can have the 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 red or blue cream in the middle. The old whoopie pie. Those are disgusting. I hate those. No, they're disgusting. Yeah, they're gross. Yeah. But again, diversify your inventory here. Carousel cookies and come up with better names. (laughs) It's not hard. Better names. The, name, the names is what I find so troubling. The names is what keeps me up at night. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does. I think it could keep most up at night. Okay, so we got carousel mm-hmm. cookies. Now let's go to the on the field action. Tony. Cookie Gilchrist. Cookie Gilchrist. Hello. Stare you in OJ's the face. Killer, history, OJ's killer cookie. OJ's killer cookies. OJ's killer sugar the glove cookies. Fits. I'm just saying it's not hard. No. Cookie Gilchrist. Kemp's Republican vice presidential nominee cookies. Something happened in that campaign. It was kind of before my time of understanding the political arena. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about camp. Let's talk about camp. How is the stretching? Who should we be concerned oh, about? What are your well, overall thoughts? I think you know the answer because as I tweeted, it is confirmed. This is the year. We're winning it all. No question about it. I have wow. no concerns. Bold statement. I have no concerns. In 90 players, I didn't see anybody stretching that I didn't like. I mean, they all stretched in their own ways, but I am accepting to all of it, I didn't see any stretching that I found to be cutting corners or too lazy. I think everyone was stretching what they deemed appropriate for their own body and situation. And I am accepting that, and I'm okay with that. No one's in the doghouse with that. Matt, this is the team. This is the year. This is a first, listeners. Tony does not have any beef with anyone in their stretching. There's no John no, Felicianos out there this year. No, this is the year, people. Mark it down. All you media pundits not picking the Bills to win the AFC East or go to the AFC Championship, go far in the playoffs, or even win the Super Bowl. Oh, how much egg is going to be on your face just because you didn't observe their stretching? If you saw the stretching, you would have picked the Bills easily. This is a big moment. This is the first in Tony Tweet's camp history, I think. Yep. The training staff may as well just put their feet up. And relax because the stretching is on point. Big. We are in good shape. We are in good shape. It is a big moment. Because usually, like out of 90 people, come on, out of 90 people, this is great. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. This is great. And then that slacker is injury prone. And that's your job. You know what it tells me? It was all Leslie Frazier's fault. Hmm. Leslie Frazier instituted a slacking mentality. And that is gone. together, but I cannot, I can't disprove it. I, I have no, I have no counter <laughs> arguments. No, nope. it was all Leslie Frazier, and now that he's gone, we're just gonna turn it up a notch. Nobody's stretching incorrectly, accidentally. We're just gonna turn it up this year with McDermott in charge of the defense. Turn and it up, baby! Gonna make the team turn it up. Ken Dorsey, second year. It's all gravy here. Greener pastures ahead. <laughs> this is great. This That's is right. great news, listeners. I don't, I don't know if we need to continue this podcast. That might be all the news we need it's over. for the rest of the rest Shut of the season. It down. This podcast is done. It's been a hell of a run. They watch <laughs> Somebody... the games. They already know what happened. They don't need to listen. Two days of training camp in the books, Tony. A couple observations. I want to get your thoughts. You being there. It seems like at the positions of question in terms of who's starting and who's going to come out on the first team. And I'm talking about right guard, middle linebacker between Williams, Bernard, Dodson, Klein, whoever, and CB2 between Benford, Elam, Dane Jackson. Day one, we saw the veterans starting. We saw Dodson, Bates, and Jackson get first team reps. Day two, seems like we saw 
Bernard slash William Bernard Torrance, Bernard really Torrance and Elam Benford. Is it just going to be this rotation? You think is this what you are seeing that one group is going to get first team reps one day? The next group's going to get first team reps the next day, and it just continues to alternate. Is that what we're seeing here? At this point, I agree with you that that is what we're seeing, and that's what it seems like. As you articulated, the positions of question, even within the practices, we're seeing that, like, who is in there during seven-on-sevens and who's in there in 11-on-11s are Mm -hmm. two different people. Whereas it's consistent in the positions we know, it is often different people rotating in there. We see this also a lot in running back. And I know running back, it's a little bit different because like we're going to see them in there anyway. Like they're going to spell each other. Most likely going to be a one-on-one A, but I'm always paying mind to that too. And I'm also paying mind another position of question that has gone unnoticed, I guess, in in the image that we said is who's going to be on the other defensive end spot opposite Greg Mm -hmm. Rousseau. And sometimes we see Leonard Floyd <laughs> be in that spot. He started the spot in today in like the half speed drills that they use as part of warmups. And then he was out of there and it was Shaq Lawson in there during seven on sevens. And then he was sort of back in for like some of 11 on 11s. And then it was Epinesa in there for some 11 on 11s. They're rotating not only by the day, but by the drill. And it's so there's a lot in question right now. I think it's, I think it's Dane Jackson's Dane to Jackson. lose. From what it seems like, Dane Jackson is getting a very high amount of reps in the first team. Like even today, where maybe he didn't assume that role immediately, but he was in it. He was in and out of it for sure. Um, I think it's Dane Jackson to lose. A a lot of the other positions are, I think, a little bit grayer in in the Will C category. In another position of question, Shakir was definitely getting a lot of opportunities today, too. The He-Wolf got, got a good amount of opportunities. I thought we would be seeing Sherfield in there a lot more than we are. Right, because he was the talk of OTAs. Are, but, right, yes, exactly. He was the talk of OTAs. Hardy seems like kind of an Isaiah McKenzie type, like a gadgetier guy who's just going to be in there from time to time. And, and, he, and he is. He is in there for those situations, mm-hmm. just as McKenzie was. But Shakir's... In a good in a good spot right now, Shakir should not screw anything up because he's been he's been okay. But he also plays he, it in the second team. Like he also right. he he goes in on the second team a lot too, though. But when he's on the second team, it seems like he's above those players. But when he's on the first team, it seems like he's not quite at the level of everybody else. Like he's just he's a, he's a tweener. He can either be like one of the worst starters or one of the best backups. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So what is what at. is what have we seen in terms of offensive formations here? Uh, have we seen the 12 personnel with two tight ends that we are hoping for. There's been a lot of talk Plenty. when we talk about new faces like Dalton Kincaid, who seems very impressive. And you being live, yep. tell us if, if what we're reading is, is justified. Are we seeing a lot of 12 personnel? Are we seeing five? wide? Like, wh- what are we seeing here in terms of the offense? I am seeing a lot of 12 personnel, a lot more than usual. When I see five wide, it's usually, I mean, I don't know if this is just coincidence, but it's only been two days. Like it's a very small sample size. But when I see five wide, it seems like it's not the starters. Okay. Which makes sense because you want to get looks on who's going to be making the team, you know, past them, like who's going to emerge if someone's going to show up. Past the locks, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, past the locks. That's a good way of putting it. Past the locks. So uh, that makes sense, I guess. So I do see that from time to time, not really that much five wide. But I do see a lot of 
I guess it's 12 personnel or it's base four receivers or three receivers and a tight end, one running Are they doing back. anything different from last year? I know it's only two days, so maybe they're either not showing the entire playbook, it, but are we seeing an evolution of this offense under Dorsey his sec- in his second year here? Are we seeing more pre-snap motion? Are we seeing more audibles? Are we seeing guys just not vanilla lining up as is, like Diggs is out wide? Are they moving them around? Are they doing different things that you've noticed so far? So one thing I tweeted today is that the first team is all home runs. The second and third teams are dinks and doinks. They're methodical. So same as last. <laughs> but there's kind, yes, kind of. I, it doesn't seem like I'm seeing that many RPOs. It does seem like there's a higher effort of getting running backs involved in the pass game. It, defi- it, do- okay. it definitely seems that way. We're seeing a lot of running backs it in the looks, pass game. I like that. We need that. Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. Obviously, 12 personnel is hugely on the increase. And just the involvement of Dalton Kincaid in general is opening mm-hmm. a lot of doors. And he's super good. So it's awesome. I'm like definitely here for that. The other differences that I'm seeing, I would say I'm seeing a little bit more sort of gadget plays using Hardy as kind of a Kadarius Tony type, whereas he might take it in some, some sweeps or some jet sweeps or some 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 more yards after catch guy. Uh, Hardy does that, and I've seen Shakir kind of try to do that, but I just feel like it's just because like he's there in that position, and like that's when they're mm-hmm. installing in the moment. So I feel like in a game, like, well, obviously in a game, like they're going to do this with Hardy, not with Shakir. Even though Shakir is fine, like Shakir is decent at it. So I do see a little bit more of that, I would say, that stands out to me. But that's not what I remember, because what I remember is overwhelming the area of the field in the 16 plus range and someone gets open with some complicated routes. And it's usually Shakir or Kincaid, someone on the inside. And then a lot of out routes to the outside player, a lot of out routes to Knox and a lot of out routes to Diggs are happening. Like they are constantly flirting with the sidelines. Sidelines. Yeah. That, that makes happens sense a lot. Though, yeah. Because as we've seen throughout the first couple of days across the league and other teams camps, let's not forget at any point during the preseason training camp here, the number one goal is for these players not to get hurt. Yes. We've seen Garrett Wilson go down. We saw Joe Burrow go down. We've seen a slew of injuries so far. Jalen Ramsey. So I could see a lot of out routes because they're not risking getting hit or going across the middle or it, it seems like a very simple route that they can just catch and get out of bounds and you know the play's mm-hmm. over. So yes, I'm sure part of it is not divulging too much of the playbook early on or not going through the intricacies of the playbook early on. But I think a big part of it is also, let's just run some simple things just to get players in a flow and just try to avoid any kind of injuries. I know they don't have pads on or anything at this point, but it just seems like that is still the number one goal in my mind is just to get out of this of course. next two months. Yeah, the next month and a half. 100%. So, but Don Kincaid seems to be meeting the hype, if you will, so far. Yes, the moment is meeting the man. Yes, I would agree. He's incredibly smooth, not overhyped. His, his hands are great. He just looks like just a smooth, smooth operator who really knows what he's doing. It's, he's fun to watch because, like, he's good. You can just tell, like, everything that he does is just good. Um, not that I'm watching him, like, block that much, but right. he's involved. And when he's involved, you raise your eyebrows in a good way. It's never yeah. like, oh, boy, this guy. <laughs> I was thinking about that today. Like, that 
is really refreshing because Elam, like you think like, okay, he's our first round pick. And then he was just like kind of only as good as everybody else. And we Mm -hmm. know that we got him on potential first round picks. Like sometimes they just come in and it's, you know, they need to develop and it takes sometimes a really long time. But man, Kincaid is just like, I'm just so glad he's here because he looks so good. He does not look like a rookie, apparently. No, he looks like he belongs. He looks like he's ready to be a part of this offense in a big way. And I hope he is. I I think uh, there's a lot of hype. There There was a lot of hype. And I think it's only grown these past two days because everything I've read, everything you say, he fits the bill. Like he looks the part and with this, with the smooth route running, the ability to create mismatches with his size and athletic ability, the great hands, it's as advertised so far. So I'm excited to see him being implemented into this offense fully, what he can do the mismatches he can create, not just for himself, but the trickle-down effect of, oh, now we might not be able to double-team Stefan Diggs because we have a healthy Gabe Davis and we have a new threat mm-hmm. in Dawson not, and in Dalton Kincaid. I'm going to mix up these DK names all year, so just prepare yourself, listeners. <laughs> yeah, in Dalton, Dalton Kincaid, Knox, Dawson Kincaid. Dalton, yeah, it's just like, come on. Couldn't pick a, a tight end without a DK for initials. But I was a very skeptical i should say of the next travis kelsey talk and i'm still skeptical Mm -hmm. of that but i'm a little less skeptical i am skeptical of that too yeah (laughs) i'm a little less than i was before he could be someone special with his ability and it seems like he's picking it up right away and there's there's not going to be that kind of rookie lull that sometimes plagues are by our i mean bill's rookies like Kyer Elam and AJ Epinesa and guys that take two or three years to really get going. So I'm very excited for the hype, but I think most Bills fans are. So Tony, what is, what's another uh, noticeable thing about training camp here in the first two days that you want the listeners who unfortunately might not be able to attend? What have you noticed? Uh, I've noticed that the crowd is bigger than ever before, I would say. I was mm. skeptical because of the limitation of tickets, but whew, it is crowded now. And I'm always seeing someone I know, but from afar. Oh, and it bothers nice. me. I'm, I'm always just like seeing them, you know, from the top of the bleachers and they're walking. It's like, oh, there's someone I can't talk to that I know. Uh, but no, I know you're I know you're asking about football. I know no, that I that wasn't. I was the... actually asking about the crowd. <laughs> Oh, okay. Jokes no, something in football. All right, let's see. Let's do this. Who's impressed you the most so far? Who's surprised you the most so far? And who's disappointed you the most so far? Ooh, okay. Who's impressed me the most so far has got to be Stefan Diggs. It's insane because, like, he's supposed to be a super good player, and he is. But it's like he has definitely been, I think, the best player I've seen in camp. Like, he is just on – he's on another level. He is so good in terms of – I guess is route running, but like he's just, he's catching everything. He's looking as good as he ever did. He's making every play that he's asked to make. And he seems to be in good spirits as I was observing today. Like he was playing catch with the crowd. Classic. Classic Bills crowd. Classic Steph Diggs. Yeah. Classic (laughs) Bills crowd and classic Steph Diggs. Um, But he's been excellent. Steph Diggs did address the media after the first practice. And I thought he handled that conference press conference and those reporters questions better than I ever expected. Mm-hmm. He was professional. He was direct and straight to the point. And I thought he handled it immaculately. Like he did a very good job kind of clearing very, the air yeah. of some things. So 
kudos to Steph Diggs in, in that regard as well, off the, in terms of off the field stuff. I agree. Yes. It made me really seem like Steph Diggs is not blowing smoke. Like this is just him telling us how it is, where he was at, where he's at now. I thought it was very genuine. And I thought that that showed through really well in his comments and, and helped to make it like satisfactory for those of us who yeah. were wondering, which I kind of wasn't, yeah. but I kind of was. Yeah, no, I thought it was genuine of very good word to describe uh, that press conference for all the I don't I don't even know I want to say fabricated drama it seems like it was McDermott's doing with his comments that created the drama when it wasn't really yeah that he's concerned yeah that he's very concerned when it maybe wasn't something to be very concerned about but to me when Stefan Diggs spoke and after he spoke it it just came off like a, a guy who is uber competitive and just like any athlete who is uber competitive and most athletes who aren't winning is the ultimate thing they want to achieve and when it doesn't happen you get super frustrated you put in all this work mm-hmm. throughout the season you've gone through all the the trials and tribulations of blizzards and off-field stuff and some on-field stuff too with you know frustrations with the offense and and he even said it he feels like we have the squad to win it all it's just he doesn't know why we're not winning it and so we right. go back again leslie frazier seems to be the common denominator here good stretching leslie frazier's gone savage <laughs> Can't get over the hump. Jeez. Well, maybe this is the year because Leslie Frazier's gone. <laughs> or just this is a uh, Leslie Sl- Frazier slam episode. Yeah, it really is. Jeez. What did that man ever do to you? I know. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Frazier. <laughs> it just came off like an uber competitive guy who's frustrated with losing. And I can totally get where he's coming from. When you have a team as talented as the Bills are and have come as close as the Bills have in the past couple of seasons, that can be taxing on a player. And their mentality and their their will, like I get it. I don't I don't blame him for being frustrated or who, yeah. however you want to describe it. It just, it makes complete sense to me, especially after that Cincinnati game and the way that that all went down to lose to that team like that. I can understand frustration for sure. And if my theory is true in that COVID went through the locker room that week, mm-hmm. to to be like the whole season just gets spit out on a matter of chance. I mean, that's super frustrating. You want to have built-in right. safety so that that doesn't happen, so that you can get around bad luck, so that you can be above bad luck, so that your talent can carry you through bad luck. It's we'll justifiable to be frustrated. We'll never know. We'll never, we'll never know, but it is justifiable to be frustrated. And so I, I get it. And again, he came off very well, uh, very professional, very direct, and uh, very genuine, as you said. So good on Steph Diggs. One player that has uh, surprised you the most the first two days of training camp here. I'm going to say Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, okay. Keyshawn Johnson is someone who I'm sure is billed to be on the practice squad again. But I'll be darned. He looks good. The first day especially, he was like always involved. He was just always around the ball. Big plays. It was usually to Keyshawn Johnson. And he's not someone whose number is like, that's one of the last numbers I learned. But he made me learn his number the past couple of days. He has looked pretty good. And, and him, I associate him a lot with like Isaiah Couture. Um, two guys who are just like, you know, fighting to be on the practice squad and right. we'll see how they do. But Keyshawn Johnson looks good and looks kind of like build wise. Like he looks like he's just like a little bit thicker Stevie out there. Solid route running, pretty good mm-hmm. hands, getting the job done, has earned the trust of the QBs and rightfully so. I've been impressed with Keyshawn Johnson. He's been pretty good early in camp. 
I don't know that he's going to become like the, you know what I mean? Like the Brandon Riley or anything. That's exactly but, where I was going. <laughs> like, yeah. This is the way you're describing it. This is the preseason darling who is the Brandon mm-hmm. Riley. The, That's what I'm saying. David I don't, Sills I don't, v. Oh this man, is the David, Sills, David Sills was never a, a darling. They paid him like he was. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. But no, Keyshawn <laughs> Johnson is, has impressed me. He's looked good. He's, he's just, like when he's on, he makes his reps count. He's been making his reps count. That's the best way I can put it. For a person, uh, so he's he's been a nice surprise. What he needs to do. I mean, that's what you got to do. Yeah, that's your only hope. You make my favorite thing about Keyshawn Johnson because when we signed him, I looked him up and I remembered the first line of his Wikipedia page. Usually, the first line of anyone's Wikipedia page is like so and so is a in this case a wide receiver in the NFL, like just a very generic opening intro. Keyshawn Johnson's literally, I remember the first line said, not to be confused with Keyshawn Johnson. (laughs) And then it went into his bio. (laughs) Like, don't get it twisted. Those who are looking up Keyshawn Johnson on Wikipedia. Coincidentally, both Keyshawn and Keyshawn both wore 19. So it it can get confusing. I I don't blame I don't blame Wikipedia for putting that up top. First thing. But yes, it does scream like preseason darling. This is the guy who against the opposing third and four stringers is going to have like six catches for 70 yards and be like, that, that was a, always the thing with guys like Brandon Riley is like, okay, he looks great against third and fourth stringers. Very good. Right. But they'll never give him a chance against the first team. No, nor should they. No. Other guys need those opportunities, obviously more. But yes, I think Keyshawn Johnson has some qualities he's a, he's a bigger body if his route running solid uh he could be a nice insurance policy like a jake kumaro-esque kind of player who you you can pull up from the practice squad in case of an emergency and and right maybe get something maybe he's the new duke williams that's fair that's, that's another fair one comparison i think i like that comparison right. he's a duke williams situation. situation i'll buy into that he's got that dog in him got the dog off the chain sometimes <laughs> So what Duke said, mm-hmm. I think that's what he said, something like that. So, okay, new Duke Williams. I like that. Duke Williams 2.0. Although I would like the original Duke Williams back, but I'll take 2.0 in this case. So that okay. is a player who has surprised you. Now, let's get into a player who has disappointed you. Who would you say so far the first two days has disappointed you? Kyrie Elam. Not what I want to hear, Tony. Could not say it fast not enough. What I, not what a lot of oh, people actually, want to hear. Actually, you know what? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my. I'm going to change my answer. But don't oh, edit wow. that out. People should know that I am disappointed in Kyrie Lum. But there's someone I'm more di- disappointed in. I'm more disappointed in Kyle Allen. Oh, okay. Please do tell. Kyle Allen. Uh, he's not the brother. It's, he's yeah, not. Him and Barkley are kind of switching off who's with second and who's with third. Barkley's looking a little bit more solid. Uh, yeah, mm. Kyle Allen. If 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 the unspeakable happens, I'm concerned. I would be concerned yeah. with Kyle Allen. Are I mean, you, with Case Keenum. Are you more later, concerned? Yeah, I was gonna say, are you more concerned with Kyle Allen than you were with Case Keenum last year? Yeah, d- dramatically. Yes. Wow. Okay. And then similarly with yeah, Mitch Trubisky. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky. That, those were good days when Mitch Trubisky was back and things like that. I miss Mitch. And he, like, yeah, I miss Mitch. <laughs> and also, Mitch Trubisky went in at the end of like every game. He was in yeah, like and just, he and went just into ran like, 10 like options. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Allen does not look really that sharp to me. He looks more like a more like a Matt Park, like an anticipation style quarterback. Sure, timing but, guy. Yeah, timing guy, exactly. But I tell you, it's 
I, I think that the offense would suddenly become pretty limited if Kyle Allen was at the helm. Oh, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Benefit of the doubt, it is his second day. So essentially right. second day with the playbook running plays, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. it's something that he picks up as training camp goes along here and preseason goes along here. So, but uh, yeah, it is a little bit concerning, but I think that's why you bring in or bring back, I should say, a Matt Barkley, someone mm-hmm. who you know is going to be solid, who you know knows the system. And in case Kyle Allen is a dud, you can put in as an insurance policy. Listen, right. like, I'm glad they're both let's be, let's, I mean, I'm always yeah. glad Matt Barkley. Yeah, the Hibachi boys stay together. And the yes. real reason Kyle Allen's here, let's not get... Let's not get it twisted. Let's let's keep it real here. Is he's Josh's mm-hmm. buddy? It's a, it's a yes. move to make Josh happy. Agreed. We all know Kyle Allen's not necessarily a very good player, but Josh golfs with him. He vacations with him. This is a mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. Josh happy move. It's not yeah. a if Josh gets hurt, can we win with this guy move? We all know that. Yeah. When he came in, I was like, okay, never thinking he would be the primary backup. And now that he is, I'm like all right, let's see, you have what I think it takes. And so far, I would say I'm more concerned than anything about it. Interesting. Speaking of quarterbacks, real quick, Tony, as we wrap up uh, training camp talk this week, how does Josh look? He looks like he's comfortable from the videos we're seeing online. He looks like he's in shape. He looks happy. He looks refreshed. But how does his play on the field looking so far? Uh, I would say it translates on the field. He looks, he looks like Josh. He looks, he looks like Josh. Looks That's all we need to know. Capable. Yep. That's all we need to know. Josh, just he's on, he's be on. Josh. That's all we could ask for. <laughs> Josh, be Josh. I like that. Good. Good. So that is the first two days of training camp. Of course, hashtag Tony Tweets Camp for all your latest updates, and especially the most important updates involving Carousel Cookies and their business strategy. Because <laughs> we need we need updates if they, they listen to this yes. podcast, which we hope they do. Do we? Because I don't feel like dealing with that headache. (laughs) You have two goals for this training camp. He-Wolf movement. If you can make a Mm -hmm. He-Wolf sign, that'd be great. And let's just have a Zoom call. Let's just have a Zoom call with Carousel Cookies and discuss their business strategy here. I feel like we could help them. It'll be gratis. It'll be free. We just want to help a local company succeed. So you need to go talk to Carousel Cookies tomorrow. Say, hey, I'm on this podcast. We have some good ideas that I think will help your business. Yeah. see what they say. Throw out the bait. See if they okay. buy. <laughs> I mean, all <laughs> I can do is try, goals. right? All I can do is try. All you can do is try. <laughs> well, sir, that's our training camp talk this week, of course. As I mentioned, Tony Tweets Camp. Follow it. Follow Tony for all your latest and live camp updates. But let's wrap it up. Tony, our final draft season of the year. We'll be back, listeners, after a quick word from our sponsor. That sound you hear? That's the sound of opening up a refreshing cold one on a hot summer day. And you know what's keeping my drink cold, listeners? A quality koozie from Traveling Growler. Follow them on Instagram and check out www.travelinggrowler.com for all their cool designs. Keep the chill in your fill and travel in style with Traveling Growler. Now back to the and show. And we are back, listeners. Our final hashtag draft SEN of the year. Because we're just going to have too much training camp to start talking about as we really dive in to this upcoming season. We have guests on. We're going to whole shebang. We're blowing it out this year for the 2023-2024 season. Final draft season, fitting to the theme of the episode, our favorite or most prevalent training camp tropes, those things that you only see in training camp or only hear in training camp, whatever trope or trend or happening that happens at training camp, 
Uh, Tony, you did the honors with our fashion police. I'm going to take the reins on this one. With my first pick of training camp trope, I got to go with, it seems like a shoe-in. It might not be everyone's favorite, but it's the thing that happens the most at training camp that it agitates me. I'll just flat out say it. And it is the over-eager middle-aged fan pushing kids out of the way to get an autograph Hate it. only at training camp yes uh we see it so all far? too often matt i have not seen it yet this year i know it existed but that's essentially got to be purely because i usually like leave right away okay like yeah. so, soon as soon as they're stretching i am out like i am not staying around for autographs i don't really have interest in autographs so with that in mind i i'm already out the door i'm already on my bike There's a- there's always that one guy who is just yeah that's a good call when when camp's over you you're out of there yep that's the way to go but for these kids who want an autograph they always got to deal with these pushy parents or pushy adults that uh have to have their five minutes of fame there's their moment of glory (laughs) and and break kids hearts and dreams and just be the biggest a-holes and jerks on the planet the overeager adult fan trying to get an autograph which you know they're just going to turn around and try to sell on ebay so it's like what the heck right uh can't stand it tony your first uh number one pick here uh my number one pick is something that happens to me quite often and it's strangers asking for numbers information or clarification ah yeah like a stranger a stranger turns to you and goes who's 47 and all of a sudden like everyone is helping each other out but it's not everyone helping each other out it's people who are in the know and people aren't in the know people who know their way around the numbers well enough is helping out the people who don't and that is such a huge part of my experience usually is that i'm often telling the numbers or clarifying the numbers to people uh especially this year I'm noticing the changed numbers are throwing people off considerably. Like Cook being four is really throwing mm-hmm. people off. So that is a huge part of training camp. And that is often what strikes up the conversation, I think, is it starts with numbers and then it goes into and then it goes into analysis that's like, ooh, Hardy's pretty fast. Spot on, you know, that's how it goes. <laughs> so shrewd take there. <laughs> right, exactly. Who's that number 10? He's good at route running. That must be Beasley. Oh, no, heard, it's Shakir. I've heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that. That number 10 is good at route running. I've heard he's good at a lot of things. Is Beasley back? There's always that fan, too. He's just like not up, up to Beasley? do with the roster. Yeah. Was Beasley black this whole time? Did they used to before like training camp got like so popular, mainly before Josh? I'm speaking of BA before Allen, if you will. They used to give out like a like a training camp editorial yep. or a paper mm-hmm. that had all the players' numbers in it. Some kind of like program Matt, or something. You are remembering this correctly. It was provided by the so. DNC, the, the Democrat and Chronicle. Fine and it was a yeah, well, sort of. It, it was like had the roster, had the numbers on it, it had like some autograph pages in it. Oh, it yeah. Had some interesting there were no real articles, but it was just like, you know, like St. John Fisher. It's a college. Now it's a university. Generic stuff. Probably in the schedule in there too. Right, exactly. That's what I wish there was more of, actually, is uh, more like community Rochester outreach happening at camp. Since I think so many of the people that come to camp are are not living in Rochester. town, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you'd you'd think there would be more. That's what I was thinking as I peruse the vendors today. Like even Explore and More has a tent, but Strong, which owns Explore and More, 
does not have a tent. This is where my head's at about this whole scene. <laughs> yeah, always those type of fans. Uh, Tony, my number two pick. I have to go with the out of shape player who's coming into training camp. Out of shape. There's always a couple guys, and in reverse of that, the old Carlos there's always a Williams couple, disease. The old Carlos Williams last year was Spencer Brown. Came in out of shape. He's got to work himself into shape. Who is that this year? It's got to be like Ryan Bates or someone, right? Is it? I don't know. I haven't heard anyone's Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips. I haven't Jordan heard about Phillips anyone. Is, this is the guy. That's it. Oh, really? Yeah, Jordan Phillips is is the. Uh, the guy has to work himself into shape. Going to pin that on him. I would always pin it on them. You can't show up to camp out of shape. I, I feel like when I went to camp back in the day, that was always chatter of like, man, that guy looks out of shape or he looks slow or, you know, something. Mm-hmm. He's looking a little bigger than usual and not in a muscular way. <laughs> I feel like that's a big training camp trope. Either this player said players in the best shape of his life or some are in the worst shape of their life. And what have they been doing this offseason? Totally fair. It happens all the time. I will always associate it with Carlos Williams, who we all, I hope, learn from. Yes. Don't let yourself fall apart, especially when you've got a yes. pregnancy in the house, as, Carlos, yes. as that was Carlos Williams' excuse. Number two, Tony, who you got? My number two pick here. You know what? I'm having a change of heart in this moment. Let me yeah. just go back to my draft board here. Switch it up. Yeah. I'm, I might Called be, a pivot. I might be pivoting. I'm going to go with the most desired item at camp per capita mm-hmm. some people might for them believe it to be a certain autograph of their favorite player but we all know what the real most desired item at the camp to get is carousel actually cookie. quite easy to get close near the carousel <laughs> cookie you can get what everyone goes to camp and just needs an abundance of that's mm-hmm. the magnet schedule uh-huh, there's yes. no better source for the, the magnet infamous. schedule than training camp it truly is infamous because now you have to like really seek it out yeah but they used if to you know, give them away you know like what you're doing, I know because they, they used to be very in your face about it. Now, right. not so much in your face about it, but you still have to. I mean, obviously, if the opportunity is there, you're gonna you're gonna get off your ass and get a magnet schedule. It's the most useful thing that you can acquire at camp. I would we say. Know, we so, know a lot of fans that were are friends of ours that are very mad at the Bills organization because they don't give out magnet schedules anymore. <laughs> yes, I mean they exist. You just have to you just have to put in the effort to right. get to them. Now, the main schedules that you acquire at camp this year are from Wegman. Oh, okay. So you got to really like, you got to know what really you're looking fine for. Establishment. It's going to be branded Wegmans. Another fine establishment. Yeah, no complaints about Wegmans here, of course. Yeah, I don't know who Wegmans. would. You'd have to be psychotic. Yeah, so main schedules, no matter where you find them, no matter how you find them, get as many as you can, collect them all. We all need them. We all love them. And we all is, love them. Traditionally, I think, I think camp is like traditionally the most prophetic magnet schedule procuration that, that you're so. going to find out there i would say so yeah yeah i think it goes hand in hand with kind of the idea of maybe another possible trope it's not my third pick but that when you're at training camp you have this intrinsic willingness to have to buy something from the gift shop yep that is like if i'm going to a, if i'm going to a bills game like i'm not seeking out the bill store like i'm tailgating i'm going in I'm sitting my butt down and watching a football game. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm at camp, mm-hmm. I feel like mainly because they very amusement park style, you know, you have to go through the store to get into training camp. In years but past, because, that has gone by the wayside now, but yeah. Yeah, which is good. But I feel like, well, I'm, I'm here. I might as well stop at the gift shop. And mm-hmm. I feel like I have I have to buy something, whether it's a magnet schedule or a jersey or a bucket hat. Like there's some buy some, a magnet schedule. You're going to pay for a magnet schedule? Are you no, listening to yourself? I don't know. 
Uh-huh. I can't find one at Wegmans. I don't know. But I do feel like there's this aura, there's this witchcraftian spell on training camp that mm-hmm. is like, must buy something from the gift store. Like, goes through my mind. Yes, I agree. I would never look to, you know, like you said, at a game or even anywhere. Like, I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm going to go to the bill store or, you know, yeah. I'm going to buy something here in this situation. But I do always look at training camp. And part of it is just that I want the sights and sounds of training camp. Like, I just want to experience every Bills thing that they've brought to St. John Fisher University. Makes complete sense. Good, good pick there. Magnet schedules are so important. They're worth their weight in gold in, in Bills Mafia. So great pick for the magnet schedule. We're all looking for some. So if you can pick up an extra one, Tony, just throwing it out there. I, I would like one as well. <laughs> okay, I'll see what I can do. See what you can do. <laughs> uh, my third and final pick, maybe one of my favorite training camp tropes, the sound of the ooh in unison from the crowd for <laughs> a completely mundane average play like a pass is deflected mm-hmm. like a simple pass is deflected. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you just hear it from the crowd never fails or if there's a passing drill and the receivers are running like fly routes and there's no defense <laughs> and josh like just drops it in the bucket with no pass rush and no defense, everyone's like, oh, wow. <laughs> it seems like the most mundane average things get this extra treatment of amazement when it comes to training camp for some reason. Matt, I'm not going to lie. I know that I I know that I had my fair share of them today. It was raining today. There was a lot of oh, weird tips and slips today. Yeah. So it yielded a lot of things that I, you know, felt was worth some oohs and ahs, as did others. Some oohs and ahs. Who doesn't love a new and ah, though? I don't know. A psycho. Especially in practice. Especially if you see like a new face. Like I feel like Dolan Kincaid is going to have a lot of oohs and ahs this training camp in this preseason. He's a new fresh face. Guy's super talented as we've seen in college and read so far and, and seen so far at training camp in, in the offseason. So I feel like if anyone is going to generate oohs and ahs the most, it's going to be Dalton Kincaid. See, I'm doing it again. The DKs are killing me. Dalton Kincaid this offseason. It's just going to be for simple plays. Like he's going to run a route over over the middle in the seams. And Josh is just going to like drop it over the linebacker's head. And everyone's going to be like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty standard, standard fare for NFL players. Oh, some of it seems standard. I don't know if I'm always just I think the Uzinaz come more so when a skill position player is sort of like putting on a physically a physical athletic display in the yeah. sense of like how they catch it like Kincaid did that certainly today but then it's like I but also they, remember days of like ooh of like JP Lossman would throw 30 yard lost pass and not contested like that's not the drill like the drill is just go routes without right. you know and it's just the quarterback and the receiver and then that would get loose and Oz. And I'm like, well, I hope they fucking catch it. Like, there's nobody guarding them. For God's sake, <laughs> why are we really respecting it this much? Um, so sometimes, I mean, I get I get caught up into it. That's the fun of it. But I totally see what you're saying in the oohs and ahs, unjustified. Also, it's camp. Also, it's the first and second day of camp, like where right. we're not even up to full speed yet. And these people are like, you know, losing their shit about it. And they're just in amazement. Yeah. Uh, Tony, mm-hmm. your third and final pick. So for my third and final pick, I have I have a good amount of things here. I'm going to go with neighborhood entrepreneurship oh, rolls okay. in with camp. The neighborhoods of East Rochester and Pittsburgh come alive when something happens. And this, to an extent, happened with the PGA this year as well. But 
all of a sudden in these mm-hmm. houses, the owners of these houses, young and old, are entering into the game of small businesses. And this young entrepreneurship that comes in since the people are coming in their neighborhood. I mean, on the way back from Fisher to where I park, I pass by a kid's lemonade stand and they are targeting the bills. And let me tell you, the Bill's lemonade stand has cleverer names for their drinks than fucking carousel cookies does. And uh, so I got, we got lemonade stands, pay for parking, people opening Gives up their hope lawns, for the future of this their country. hearts, their minds. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Youth is in a good so, place. The kids are all right. Um, so I know that uh, the neighborhood comes alive and that there's some neighborhood entrepreneurship coming in here. And it's, uh, I'd like to say it's good to see, but I'm pretty indifferent to it. You get it. I get it. I get it. It's good to see the youth tapping into their Shark Tank mindset, their entrepreneurial ways. Yeah, it, it reminds me of game days at Ohio State when every fraternity would open up their front lawn and make a quick 400 mm. bucks. Because they could park four or five cars on their front lawn. <laughs> like That's uh, capitalism at its finest, I guess. That's how it's done. That's how it's little, done. Little, little entrepreneurship. Nice. Nice. That is a good way to wrap up this year's draft season. Our best training camp tropes. Tony, let's wrap up this episode. What do you say? I could do that. Let's do it. Uh, thank you, of course, to our sponsor, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. Com. Quality koozie starting at just $5. Shop local, support local. Travelinggrowler.com. Check them out. Uh, where you can find the podcast, you can find the podcast. Anywhere you find podcasts are listened to for free. iTunes, Spotify. Of course, on the Built-in Buffalo Podcast Network, dropping every Sunday for the offseason here. We'll change it up during the season because Built-in Buffalo's got their own pregame show. We can't be interfering with that. So, uh, And who wants to listen to like our game analysis a week later? Uh, so we're we're on Sundays for now. We'll switch it up when the season comes along here, though. Um, but check us out, Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. We always like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time, we greatly appreciate it. Truly do mean that 133 episodes into the Winning Not Funny Sports Podcast now. Um, podcast store, teespring.com. T-shirts, tanks, hoodies, crewnecks, long sleeves, all original designs, all awesome sizes colors we got it all for you check it out a uh, couple new designs on the way we got our just freeze baby the hottest hashtag besides he wolf taking over bill's mafia uh, coming up and uh, a little josh allen inspired one that uh i came up with which is super cool um so check out those in the coming weeks here we're adding to the store teespring.com where you can google teespring witty not funny Find our stuff, support the podcast. We really appreciate it. And you'll be the talk of your next Bill's party, Bill's gathering. So it's a win win for everyone, if you will. Uh, Twitter handles Tony, big news other than carousel cookies and training camp talk and whatever. Your Twitter handle is now public for Tony Tweets Camp. Where can the listeners find you and all your up to date camp notes? Uh, you can find me at, now I don't want to be confused, at is the lowercase a encircled by its tail, by its own tail. Yep, not, not the and word. Then, right. And then Tony Ambrose, no spaces, all lowercase. <laughs> all lowercase. Tony tweets camp hashtag. Follow Tony. Search the hashtag. All up-to-date information on training camp. You can follow the podcast at Woody Sports 716 We love following back. Bill's Mafia, Saber Swords people. Give us a follow. Hit that follow button. Join the Witty Nation. 
at Witty Sports 716 on Twitter and Instagram, Witty Not Funny Sports on TikTok and Facebook. Follow everything, even though we're mostly on Twitter or X now. What I don't know what is going on. This that platform is going to be done in about three weeks. So who knows what's going on? I was kind of thinking, Twitter. I'm like, after training camp breaks, I might just deactivate. Yeah, I don't even know anymore. I am really Who thinking knows? that We're way. just riding yeah. the wave at this point. <laughs> just riding the wave. Um, send-off for the listeners. Tony, are you done with send-offs? Did you, did you say F send-offs? Are we excluding send-offs from your, your going-away message here? Um, I can do a send-off. What do you got for us? I mean, here we are. It's the end of July. We're about to enter into August, which is basically the Sunday of months Mm -hmm. but i'm here to tell you it's not over yet my friends don't sleep on summer no don't sleep on summer just enjoy that chase it's not a good i mean with global warming we still got a good two months let's be honest here yeah but then that's it like for our lifetimes oh yeah then then the planet burns and wildfires take over this is the last summer this is the last summer yeah (laughs) so listen to this podcast while you can enjoy the ride as we always say Stay witty out there, everyone. Thanks for listening. Go Bills. Peace. Bye. Bye. Marshawn is a fresh of breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a bomb. It feels a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.